Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 10. The Compound. Katie ran, automatically dodging fallen trees and boulders lying in her path. She had no idea where she was going. Her only thoughts were to flee as far away from the black home as possible. Eventually, running out of steam, she came upon a waterfall. She listened to the soft sound as the liquid cascaded in the pool below. The sound soothed her tattered emotions. She sat down, staring unseeingly into the pool, going over the entire argument with David. She couldn't see out of the situation. She would not be a part of something that judged and condemned because of who they are, because of a choice they made, or will never give them redemption or forgiveness. Now that she knew the seekers could be forgiven, there was no other choice but to help them get it. Katie, are you all right? Katie closed her eyes. She expected the intrusion. No, it wasn't as if she could lie to Candy. When her friend could feel her every emotion, David told me what happened. Katie sighed. I'm sure he did. I think if you give him time, Candy stopped. He can have all the time in the world. If he doesn't allow them around him, he cannot see the person behind the title. They will always and forever be seekers. Someone to distrust and eventually hate. What do you want me to do? Katie shook her head, knowing Candy couldn't see the action. Sadness filled her chest and tears spilled onto her cheeks. I can leave the pure hearts and join you. Katie shook her head again. Then David will be exposed to the true Judas. She sighed. Candy, you're such a good friend. I'm so grateful for your loyalty and friendship. She bowed her head, feeling Candy's emotions of love and empathy. What do you want me to do? Candy's thoughts were warm and soft. Stick close to David and protect him at all costs. No problem. I can do that. Watch your back, Candy. Watch your back, she repeated out loud. Katie got up and took her knapsack off. She changed into human form. She didn't know if it was the waterfall or talking to Candy. She somehow felt her emotions calm. She pulled out some clothes and put them on. She sat down on the soft grass, staring into the water as the ripples continuously danced across the clear pool. She glanced up. Seeing him there, she knew he would come. He always came when she needed him. Jackson was standing about a hundred feet away, watching her. He walked towards her, his gait graceful and steady like a cat. He stooped down in front of her, watching her carefully. Hi, she said softly. Jackson gave her a sad smile. Jackson, there's something I have to tell you. He closed his eyes for a moment. When he opened them, he looked resigned. 
I already know, Katie. Surprise! She tried to read his face. How? David told me this morning. We were gathering up all the bodies around his house. He settled down next to her. Apparently, we smell evil. You don't have an evil smell. The Seekers do. Jackson gave her a quick stare before looking away. When I first saw you in the woods with Candy, I smelled the evil. That is how I knew your intentions were evil. That's why you attacked. Jackson finished the sentence for her. He reached over and grabbed her hand. It's okay, Katie. Just because we're not on the same team, we'll still be fighting on the same side. We'll still see each other and be friends. He sighed, bowing his head. What kind of person do you think I am? Jackson looked up. The most beautiful, kind-hearted person I have ever met. Katie smiled. If the pure hearts are going to exclude seekers, then I choose not to be among the pure hearts. Jackson paused, staring at her in disbelief. She waited for her words to sink in. A slow smile crept into his features, radiating from his sky-blue eyes. You're not abandoning me, huh? No, I'm not. Even if we're only a pack of two, she repeated the words she had told him several months before. We're much larger than two, he said with a grin. She gave him a closer look. You look tired. He leaned back, resting his head on the grass. I haven't slept yet. Why? We had to get rid of the bodies. We decided to place them in a couple of camps where hikers could find them easily, which of course meant we had to set up the camp before destroying it, making it look like it was attacked by wild animals. He sighed wearily. Then this girl I know decided to run clear across the country, and I felt compelled to follow. Here, rest your head on my lap. Smiling, he adjusted himself, closing his eyes. She gently reached out and softly stroked his hair. I cannot believe you decided to leave the pure hearts and join us. I will never forget your loyalty, Katie. Never. She laid her head down in the tall grass. He adjusted himself, so his head rested on her stomach. She softly stroked his hair, getting sleepy herself. Jackson sat up and studied her for a moment before turning into a black panther. He laid his head back down beside her and promptly fell asleep. What is that? Katie said sleepily. The incessant ringing would stop for a minute, then start again. Raising her head, she looked around. The sun was setting behind the mountain, the air turning cooler. Aware of her surroundings, she saw a sleeping form of a black panther, oblivious to the noise. She glanced around her, finding her knapsack. She dug out her cell phone. She double-checked the caller ID, 15 calls from her mom. Before she could call back, the phone started ringing again. Hello? Katie, where are you? I've been worried sick. I'm sorry. I'm... She looked around. Somewhere in the mountains? Her mother sighed over the phone lines. Were you not supposed to meet me at the plantation house at three? I'm sorry, Mom. I fell asleep. You fell asleep? In the woods? Yes, I guess I was really tired. Soraya told me what happened between you and David. 
Of course she did, Katie mumbled under her breath. I do not think it's very smart for you to split from your friends. Mom, can we talk about this later? Why can't we talk about it now? Is someone there with you? Mom, please, can we just talk about it another time? Her mom paused so long, Katie started getting nervous. Katie, there's something else I need to discuss with you. What is it, Mom? Relieved, her mother dropped the subject. There are four kids hanging around our front yard wanting to talk to you. They will not tell me what is so important, and they will not leave. Katie rubbed her eyes. Hmm, was all she was able to say. Are you coming home to talk to them? Her mother's voice sounded impatient. No. Send them over to the Black House. Let David deal with them. Who are they, Katie? They're pure hearts, Mom. Trying to figure out what's happening to them. Looking for answers. How do they know to look here? Because I inadvertently called out to them and told them where I lived. I think they're going to start coming from all over the Smoky Mountains. What are we going to do with them all? I'm not going to do anything, Mom. David is the leader of the Pure Hearts. They are his problem. Don't you think it's too much for him to handle when he's dealing with everything else? You need to be here, helping him, ease into his leadership position. I'm not helping him while I'm there, Mom. I'm a distraction. I'm just another thing he has to deal with, and I don't agree with his reasoning. Are you sure your position is correct? Yes, I am sure. The position I'm taking is right, and I'm not going to allow anyone to talk me out of it. Her mother sighed over the phone. Okay, I guess there's nothing more I can say about it. Katie smiled. Thanks, Mom. After repeatedly promising her mom she would be home as soon as she could, she pushed the button to end her call. She looked over at the panther. I know you are listening to every word. Jackson raised his head, turning human at the same time. His grin was infectious. I was being polite. No, you were being nosy. Jackson laughed, then turning serious. Pure hearts are coming from all over? She told him about the three that arrived this morning and the four that were hanging around her house now. They had no problems at all with seekers. They must have slipped through the cracks somehow. Or there are not enough seekers to find them all. Jackson gave her an assessing look. He then got up and reached down to grab her hand. Come on, I'd like to show you something. Where are we going? I learned the reason why. The Seeker's attack last night stopped. Katie looked over the compound, shaking her head over what she was seeing. What is this place? Jackson shrugged. This is the training camp I originally came to when I first became a Seeker. He pointed to the different buildings. See the barracks? The mess hall is over there. The areas where we learned how to fight. Behind the building to the left is a cemetery of those who didn't survive the training. I don't understand. Jackson smiled. My dad, as if that explained everything. He wanted every detail of my ordeal. What exactly happened? Where I went? He's trying to find who is actually behind all this. He shrugged. I'm not exactly sure how he learned who the owners were, but he persuaded them to sell him the premises. Katie followed Jackson as he walked through the compound. He opened the door to the mess hall. 
The room was full of people. Who? Jackson smiled. You know some of the seekers here. The others are the ones who attacked last night. Katie stared at him, not really comprehending. Jackson turned to her. The reason they stopped the attack was they saw seekers defending the place. They were seeing seekers willing to die for not only the people inside, but for the pure hearts. He shoved his hands into his front pockets. They did not understand why the seekers they saw were willing to bring the wrath of our masters upon them. They stopped to watch us. Jackson pointed towards her. They saw you complimenting Jake on the great job he was doing. They came forward this morning and asked us questions. Then they asked if they could join us. Are they angry by the way David rejected them? Jackson shook his head. No, they're used to rejection. They see me, who was once a seeker, able to regain his animal soul. There are others who no longer feel the drive to go to their masters. There is hope that one day, they too could also become free beings. Katie looked out over the crowd of people. How many were there in the woods? There was a total of 30 seekers who attacked. We killed six, which left 24 seekers who chose not to attack. Katie gasped, looking out over the crowd. We would have been decimated. Jackson nodded. Yes, everyone would have died. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.